Blog Talk Radio. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Who Dat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Again. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m., so that means you are tuned in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we got a good one lined up for you this evening. Uh, we're going to uh, talk NBA playoffs. We're going to talk NBA finals. We're going to recap the Celtics and the Heat's game seven. You know, what was the difference in that game? Uh, also want to talk some head coaching moves, things of that nature. Also, uh, Jalen uh, Brown, will he, be a, uh, will he be a Celtic next year, next season, I should say? Do the Celtics break up this particular team? Well, Zula, is he on the hot, is he on the hot seat? Uh, plus, we're going to dive into so much more, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about DeAndre Hopkins being released by the Cardinals, his best destination, uh, his landing spot there. Also, want to give a, a little, show a little fun in here with this, and and uh, and, and give our. Um, Top for our five starters for the NBA Finals. I want to see what he has uh, data for that as well. And plus, I want to see where Eric Spolster rates on uh, E. Scott's um, E. Scott's all-time coaching list if he breaks his top ten. And plus, of course, we got our one one ticket segment. We got our new segment, K Walk and E. Scott cares when no one else cares. And of course, E. Scott's entertainment segment at the end of the show. So with all that being said, let's bring in Mr. E. Scott. How you doing this evening, my brother? Hey, man, it's all good. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Good stuff there, man, good stuff. I know we got – and also, I forgot to mention, we're going to have um, Mr. Brian Austin joining us uh, to talk about the Capitino. Uh, I mean, uh, Bernard, I'm sorry. I, thought, I, I, yeah. I got Brian. It came, up, it came up as Brian. So, I'm sorry, Bernard oh, Austin. That, that's probably my bad I, on the okay. autocorrect. Okay. But, yeah, All I right. just call him B.A., but it's not Bernard. All right, B.A. All right, so we got B.A. We're going to call him B.A. We're going to go with that. He's going to join us um, you know, about, uh, uh, about 7.30 around that time to talk about, again, the Capit Casino, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you're a long-time listener, you know what that is about. If you're a first-time listener, uh, we'll dive into that and, and, and what it's about. And um, if you're interested, how you can donate to that as well. All right, E, let's, uh, let's jump right into it, man. Um, we've got a great lineup tonight. Listen, man, um, game seven, Heat Celtics, man. And um, went down as far as I, I'm concerned. Went down the way I wanted to go. Didn't really expect this type of outcome, E. I did expect the Heat to win. And, ladies and gentlemen, again, if you're a first-time, you're a long-time listener, you know I'm a, a diehard Heat fan. If you're first-time, I'm a Heat fan. So, E, with that being said, did you see this? I, well, obviously, I don't think anyone saw this going the, the, way, it did, the way it did. But what was the key uh, to uh, the, the Heat, you know, winning convincingly? Did it have anything to do with Jason Tatum going down with that uh, that ankle injury? With, with, if he was healthy, do you think that the Heat would have still pulled that one out? We'll say you. 
Now, it's interesting that you start with Game 7, and I can see that, because mm-hmm. that would be mm-hmm. the place to start in sports media. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, but the game was Game 6. Game 7 was just okay. a formality. The game was Game 6 when when okay. the Heat were down 100 points and came back. Jimmy Butler <laughs> hit three big free throws down the stretch. And then I think it was either Reggie Miller or Stan Van Gundy. One of them said, hey, why is Duncan Robinson turning his back on the inbounder? The inbounder is the most important guy in this yeah. play. <clears throat> sure enough, Marcus Smart sees that ill-advised three, and who's there to tip it up? Williams, the inbounder. Yeah. But now we'll fast forward to Game Seven. No, I don't think it was. Um, I don't think it would have made that much of a difference if Tatum mm-hmm. would have played because they lost by like twenty points. Now if they had lost by say less than five. I would say, yeah, mm-hmm. Tatum being healthy may have been the difference. But, I mean, you got so many people, the pundits and 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 just people you talk to alike who are, who are mm-hmm. Celtics fans keep saying the same thing. Oh, Tatum was out, Tatum was out. Well, Tyler Hero is a 20-point-a-game scorer, and he hasn't yeah. played at all. So, I mean, if you're going to give uh, silence to Jason Tatum being out, you got to account for Tyler being out as well. I just think – like I said, Jimmy Butler said, hey, man, look, we winning this. We got this. And he went out there and he got it done. Because, again, yeah, game seven wasn't even at no point in time from the tip, maybe early first quarter, was game seven even close. Yeah, Jason Tatum went down on the first play of the game, but he stayed in there. It's not like they caught him off on the stretcher and he didn't play anymore. He still played. Hey, man, look. What what we've always said, are you hurt or are you injured? Well, what's the difference, Coach? Exactly. But if you're hurt, you still got to play. Everybody plays hurt. But if you're injured, I can't send you out there. So, yeah, he was hurt. But Tyler Hero was injured. So, I, I don't – I mean, the game may have been closer, but I think this was the Heat game to win, especially the way they lost game six. Because game six, they pretty much took Boston's – I mean, yeah, game six, they took Boston's heart. But, again, my man had that tip in at the last second and got them the victory. And I know mm-hmm. you guys and the rest of the guys who come on the show believe in that, that N-word, momentum. <laughs> and and, and he just showed you there's no such thing as momentum. Because if there, were, if there was such thing as momentum, the Celtics definitely would have had it in game seven. And I didn't see it at all. From the opening tip, like I said, it was the heat all the way. All right, just to combat that momentum uh, bash there for a second, I think the Heat, even though they lost game six, they still had the momentum because of how they finished the game. And you had mentioned it yourself, you alluded to yourself, that the Celtics were up by a large margin. I believe you said it was 100 points, and then the Heat comes storming back. So I'm going to say they were going to ride outside of that last second shot, they were still riding that momentum. So I'm going to defend my momentum up. Fans out there uh, are that are now. Go to ahead. be Go fair, ahead. fair, and I've said this before. There is a uh-huh. thing as in-game momentum that does okay. exist in game. Okay. But to say momentum from game six to game seven, no, nah, that's not a thing. That's just something you say because it sounds good. That is not a thing at all. It doesn't matter what you do in game six. None of that carries over to game seven. I like like Eric Sporter saying, hey, let's tip it up right now. And play right, game now seven right? right now. Then you might have some momentum. But two days later, nah, nah. 
but e, but e, look, look how they played though. Look how they played the game, and and they were they, like you mentioned. East uh, Spolster said that you know let's he wants to play the game right now. You know, you know punching the punching the, you know you know pounding the uh, the, the the podium. Uh, Jimmy Butler comes out and says that we're going to win this. This is ours. Then the Heat go out as an organization. They go out and book the flight. But prior to the game, they go out and book flights to the you know they're, they're booking to Denver. So I believe that there is momentum there, Ian. I believe that the Heat saw something in the in, in the Celtics' eyes and in their their body language in that game six, the final. Even though they lost that game, they knew that they had them, and and they knew that the Celtics and the Celtics knew that they got away with one. But to come, let me ask you this, E. We talked about the Heat. We talked about momentum. Okay, we, you know, it could be a good thing. I mean, it could be a real thing. Could it could be not? Like, that could be a, a conversation for another day. Well, maybe we'll come back to our, you know, our our segment where we'll defend is momentum a thing or isn't a thing. <laughs> but with that being said, E, should the the Celtics have that? Still shouldn't allow the Celtics to to be off the hook, man. The way they came in that game, momentum or no momentum, um, for sure. They just flat out just just uh, I just just dropped the ball, if you will, pun intended, man. I mean, Jalen Brown once Jason Tatum went down with that uh, that ankle injury, and Jason Tatum still stayed in the game, like you mentioned, he was hurt, he wasn't injured, and he scored. He wound up scoring fourteen points. Uh, Derek White wanted was scored eighteen points, and then Jalen Brown, who we'll get into that the the, the supermax was eligible for a supermax, only provided. 19 points there, E. So what say you about uh, that? Did that Jason Tatum injury really deflate that entire Boston Celtics team in that game seven? What say you about that? I think it comes down to now, I mean, some people believe in coaching, some people don't believe in coaching. But I I just think coaching is a thing. I mean, because, like, some people say, oh, well, Phil Jackson, he has all those rings, and first he coached Michael and Scotty, and then he coached Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, but it takes a personality to deal with those personalities. And Joe Mazzola, he got outcoached. I mean, because if you look at the Celtics, they don't look like they have a plan. They play the Bel Air offense, get them all the will. And the will in this case is Jason Tatum. So Will went down with an ankle injury. Now you got Carson out here who can't dribble left and get the ball taken from him eight times. And okay, this, this is supposed to be your supermax player. Is 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 Jalen Brown a very good player? Absolutely. Is is he a great player? That's but he's very good. But is he a sixty million dollar a year player? No, sir. By no means. He showed you that in last year's finals. He showed you that in this year's finals. So I mean, I think the game may have been closer with Tatum. But the problem right. if you look at it, they don't really run plays. Like I told you last week, they need a point guard, and that's no knock against Marcus Smart. He's just not that mm-hmm. dude. They come down the floor. I don't see him hold up a finger. I don't. I mean, I don't see him tell a guy to go here. I mean, it's just, they play. They play a pick up ball. Yeah, they play pick up ball. Like Spoke wanted to yeah. do. Like I know you play pick up ball, and you've heard this phrase before, or you even said it. Hey man, let's run it back. I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. You know exactly. That's what Spoke said. Spoke said, "Hey, yeah. let's run it back." I mean, Spoke was like, "But that's something wrong." They have, I think they got too much talent over there to play the way that they play. Yeah. And I think that's attributed to coaching because um, 
um, Zimway on Bible or whoever the coach was last year, the boy that they said mm-hmm. out here doing nasty stuff with staff members. <laughs> At least he was a good coach, though. I mean, I don't yeah. know about the nasty stuff sure. and, and, and staff members. Ain't, uh, mm-hmm. They ain't going to know me. But at least he was a good coach. He had them boys mm-hmm. running the set offense. He was using smart to the best of his ability on the defensive end. Missoula, yeah. I tell you, they running that bell out. Hey, what what you do when you get the yeah. ball? I'm a, I'm a shooter coach, and he's hopping there with a piece of paper. No, you give it to Tatum. That is what you do. And it just seems, I mean, I, me, I'm a guy who says coaching matters. Even when okay. you've got great talent, that talent has to be managed to get the maximum usage out of that talent. Now, there are numbers. Okay. There are special circumstances. I mean, because I can coach LeBron. I mean, prime LeBron, mm. I, I can coach LeBron. Hey, dog. Right. Just do do you when you get the ball. But I'm saying, you, but you mm-hmm. got to coach. Even when you can, when LeBron is easy to coach, you got to coach the people around him. I mean, it's just, I, coaching matters. And in this case, the Celtics just didn't have good coaching. Yeah, man. And now we're going to get into uh, Missoula for sure, man. But before we do that, I want to ask you, I want to go back to Jason Tatum, and I want to go back to Jalen Brown as well. You know, right now, Jalen uh, uh, Jalen Brown is up for the super match. We, we, we talked about it, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago. We talked about, you know, he's now, I think you put it in our thread, I forget exactly where um, you, you you mentioned it, that, you know, since he made, you know, uh, all NBA team, whether it be first team or second team, he's now eligible for that uh, for that, that super max, which is five years, $295 million. E, now you you got Jason Tatum there, who's obviously going to get the, the super max. I think his super max is like five years, three hundred eighteen million. So we're talking about two guys that are going to be on the books, possibly going to be on the books for six hundred million dollars. Now, are you, if you're the Celtics, do you go that route? Do you keep these guys together, knowing you're going to have to pay them six hundred million dollars in between? I mean, in between them, or do you do you part with them? And uh, also, who do you part with? I think, you know, right now it looks like Jason Tatum is the golden boy, but if you were that organization, you're ahead of that organization, you make that decision, do you keep these two or do you break these two up? I, I think I'm, I'm going to say break them up only because I can't justify paying Jalen Brown $60 million. I know because you pointed this out before, K-Walk, and it's a very true mm-hmm. thing. You've said in sports, it's not what the league would pay a guy. It's what a mm-hmm. team would pay a guy. Is he that right. important to the team? Is he worth that to the team? And and there's something to that. I believe in that wholeheartedly when you pointed that out. Jason, I mean, I said, Jalen Brown is not worth $60 million a year to the Celtics. Now, he's, he's worth about... I would say between 45 and 50 because I don't want to minimize his contributions. But the dude can't dribble left. He's shown me that two yeah. years in a row. Yes. Now, when I say he can't dribble left, ladies and gentlemen, that don't mean he can't dribble left against me at K-Wall. Oh, yeah, he runs circles right now. <laughs> I'm saying compared to other NBA players uh, that are on his level, he, he, he can't go left. And that's a problem. I mean, and, and they've shown you that's a problem. So I can't justify giving this dude sixty million a year. Now I would keep Tatum, but I would use that sixty million to bring in some help. First of all, like I said, yeah. I would start with a point guard. And again, that mm-hmm. that's that doesn't take anything away from Marcus Smart because he's a great defender and he's a decent player. But he's not a point guard. He can't get it done. 
So I would I would, I would use some of that Jalen Brown money and bring in some other players. I just, I can't justify giving them sixty million a year. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you there, man. I mean, I think he, you know, I mean, he's a he's a really good player, man. He's a really good player. He's teetering great, but. You know, you mentioned he, he he doesn't go left. Not like you said. He, that doesn't mean he can't go left. He just doesn't go left. So that means he's you know he's right-handed dominant, and that's what was frustrating me about the whole uh, the whole the last four games, the last three games, or two and a half games, I should say, in the series of the uh, of that Heat game uh, series because of the fact that the matter is he was doing the same thing against different people. You know his tendencies. You know where he's going to go. Um, I mean, he's a consistent shooter, though. He's, I mean, he, he consistently puts the ball in the bucket, eh? whether he goes right or whether he, he shoots the mid-range shot or whether he um, he shoots threes. He, his ball consistently goes in the basket, man. It really does, man. So, and I can't knock his defense. He does have he does have quality defense as well, above par defense. He does play that very well. Uh, so, um, you know, but a, a $60 million E, I know that's the going rate. I know that's the market. It, it dictates that. But $60 million for Jalen Brown, <sighs> ain't no way I'm paying that, man. And along with paying uh, Jason Tatum, man, I just can't do it. I can't tie $600 million up with two dudes knowing we need a lot more. Because Al Horford, man, he's going, he, he's right now, you know, his his AARP card is is, is this. I mean, he's got <laughs> rewards after rewards after rewards on that, on top of that. I'm going to talk. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, he can only last for so long. And then, you know, you don't know what you're going to get with Williams. Um, you know, he seems to be a little, um, you know, a little fragile there uh, for sure. He got smart, of course, but is smart. I know you mentioned a point guard. I know they want smart to be their point guard, but I don't think he's a true point guard, man. He could be, but he can, he takes too many shots for me in order to be labeled as a um, uh, as a uh, point guard. But nonetheless, man, I, I think they break them up. I agree with you. I think you have to break them up, um, and then use that money to, 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 to you know to fill in those needs. Um, do your best to fill in that Jalen Brown need. It's going to be hard to do that. But you have to go out there and get those other spots that you know you were lacking. Maybe another. I know big men are hard to find in the NBA, but you know someone off the bench that's going to provide you a spark, uh, things of that nature. So yeah, there's definitely needs that they they have to, to um, they have to fulfill. But I definitely agree with you. E. Break these two up, man. They 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 have to be broken up. But I don't think they'll do it. E. I don't think they'll do it. But nonetheless, let's talk about um, Mazzulo, man. You mentioned Mazzulo and you, him allowing these guys to go out there and 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 play pickup ball. To use your term, pickup ball, man. Now it, it just seems to me e., like uh, we saw like two different coaches uh, in Missoula. The first three games we saw where, where he dominated those first three games, he just seemed like he had no answer, like literally no answer um, end game. And then during the press conference when he was asked certain questions, he didn't really have an answer, you know, for the questions that were, were presented to him. Then those three games that they went on that run, you know, he seemed to have all the answers. You know, it's easy. I guess it's easy to say, oh, yeah, we did this. Guys did this better, blah, 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 blah. But that seventh game, man, it just seems like, you know, what happened here? And you mentioned he, it seemed like they had no X's and O's. They had no – they had absolutely no game plan. It's just go out there and let's just be better athletes and better basketball players, which on paper they are. 
But, you know, something should have clicked and said, listen, these guys came back the way that they did in game six. You know, they're talking junk. They're still confident. They're talking after the press conference. Let's play right now. Not now, but right now. And, you know, they did, they, they just shrugged that off because I felt like they felt like they just had that game won because they were at home. So with all that being said, E, does – Missoula come back do the or do the uh, the do the uh, rest of us say Red Sox do the Boston Celtics uh, let him go? I, I think they let him go. I mean because he's in over his head. I mean maybe one day he can aspire to be a great NBA coach, but right now it is it's just not it's just not it. I mean I think the three games they won wasn't because of him. It seemed like they won in spite of him. I mean, because again, they 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 don't look like they have a plan. They don't like. I mean, this this was a dude. The media had to tell him to call timeouts. And like, hey man, you they, you do realize timeouts don't carry over to the next game. I mean, well, why did you call timeouts? He's looking like a dead head. Like, no, nah, no, nah, mm-hmm. the media That's exactly tell like you that. to call timeouts. Man, come on. I mean, because yeah. even K Walk, I know you. You like me. Watch it at home. You screaming at the TV. Time out. That call time out. I mean, what, what are you doing? I mean, because I, mean, I know Phil Jackson used to have this thing. I don't call timeout okay. because if my team yeah. played their way into this, they can play their way, way out. They can play their way out. Okay, yep. but exactly Phil Jackson had mm-hmm. set plays. Phil Jackson had mm-hmm. in-game scenarios that they practice for this. Okay, if a team goes on a 10-0 run, here's what y'all need to do. Mm-hmm. These scenarios have been practiced and put into place, so he didn't necessarily need to call a timeout. No, nah, no, nah, Mizzou don't need to call back-to-back timeout. How many you call without getting a check? Because I know if you call too many run, you get a check. How many you call without getting a check? That's how many he need to call. All of when 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 um when when he said timeout and the rest said full or twenty, he needs all of them. I need all of them. <laughs> yeah, he that this dude here, man. I don't know, okay. Well, he gotta go. I tell you, his last, his next loss will be his last. Yeah, he, he gotta yeah, go. Yeah, you did say that, man. But I, you know, just wanted to get you back on record to, to you know, to say that. Um, you even went out as far as said if they won it all, he still wouldn't be back. So um, <laughs> that's funny, man. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you there, man. I, I just don't see him being a, a head coach. I think, I mean, not, I'm not saying he's too young. I don't want to take it, uh, take that away from him. I think it's going to help him down the stretch. He's going to learn. Um, him, you know, going back to uh, not going back, but being an assistant. Knowing that you were a head coach, uh, you know, for one year, you got your team from to one game away from getting to the NBA Finals. You know, that's got that's gonna that's gonna make your resume look, you know, very very attractive, uh, for sure. And there's gonna be openings. We know there's gonna be openings come up because there's always openings, you know, around right now. So, um, you know, I think that he, if he goes back, if if he if the Celtics do let him go, then you know he just goes to be an assistant somewhere else you know, and just build more experience, build more confidence, things of that nature, and understand what he did wrong or, you know, some of the mistakes that he made during that series. And then, you know, it, that's going to make him a better coach, in my opinion. So I definitely agree with you there, man. I, I think he, uh, I think he'll be out. Um, it, it's, but I guess they're talking about it, they're sitting around, because it's what, uh, it's 
it's, it's Wednesday right now, and he still has a job. His key card is still active. So, uh, with that being said, it should have been de- it should have been deactivated at halftime. Okay, when the Celtics went in for halftime the other night, when they came out after halftime, <laughs> meaning the locker room was clear, it should have been deactivated right there. <laughs> good stuff, man. Now, go from a you know. Um, a not so good coach. I don't want to call him a not so good coach, but a coach that's not not high up right now. But let's go to the other side, man. Let's go to Eric Spolster, man. Eric Spolster has done a great job, man. And you know he's won two titles. You know, obviously they were with the not obvious, but they were with the uh, you know the big three back in you know when they went to four consecutive uh, NBA finals and with the big three with LeBron, D Wade, and, and and Chris Bosh and them. And um, we'll say that, you know, he's one of the most underrated coaches in the uh, in the game, not just in today's game, but in the history of the game. He, give me your thoughts and opinions on, on Eric Spolster. Where do you have him ranked? Do you have him in your top ten, top five? Where do you have him on your list, if you have a list at all? But but if you just say off the whim, you know, would you put him in, the, in your top ten coaches of all time? Off the whim, I would say top seven. Not okay. quite top five, and the only reason that okay. because yeah they went to four straight and they only won two. I I, I think right. and when, when he had the four years he had the big the big three, I do think he should have won a couple more. I mean especially that one against Dallas when, when but I blame LeBron for that not supposed to when JJ Barea yes. locked LeBron up. <laughs> I, I I do blame LeBron for that, what I'm saying, but I do think top seven. I think both, and I was talking about this the other day. Smoke came mm-hmm. from the film room, so he's really, really yes. prepared for the job that mm-hmm. he has because this dude spent years, <laughs> his job was to break down film. And, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, anybody would put some, put some reasonable intelligence, if you watch film over and over and over and over, you're going to learn some stuff. And even when um, um, he had the big three, and LeBron and them went to Pat Riley told me, hey, man, you need to come down to coach because this dude don't know what he's doing. And Pat Riley told LeBron, get up out of my <laughs> office. That's my guy. Yeah. And that's who I'm going to go with. And ultimately, it worked out. So I, I would definitely put Spoh in my top seven all time. I think he's a tremendous coach. I think he's tremendously prepared. He's not overly emotional. And I mean, he's like, you, you can't, everybody can't be an alpha. I mean, you got to have something right. about you to deal with the likes of Jimmy Butler. Because Jimmy Butler, don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen, he's a hell of a basketball player, great guy, well, great mm-hmm. basketball player. But he a lot. I mean, he's a whole – he's what they would call a handful. And, I mean, you got to have somebody to deal with that. I mean, now, in sports credit, he do keep UD on the bench just in case Jimmy get out of the line. Because, you know, earlier – I know you're mm-hmm. here, you know this. Yeah. Earlier in the yep. season, they had a little, a little, a little rift between Spoke and Butler. And uh, mm-hmm. said, look over at UD and handle that. That's why you here. And they got handle and they got squats and you're nothing yeah. about it. So yeah, but yeah, Spoke definitely top seven of all time, top maybe top five. But yeah, I think he's yeah. a tremendous coach. Yeah, I have him in my top five. I do, man. I'm going to sound biased because I'm a I'm a Heat guy. But you you made a you made a a great point, which I I loved. You you brought up um when uh, when um the big three were there, and I remember one game when um 
the the Heat were down, or and I think they, the the other team. I can't recall what game it was or what team it was, but I just remember, I just recall that you know when they came off the court, you know Eric Spoelstra called a timeout, and these guys are walking back. Uh, LeBron bumps him, man. He bumps Eric Spoelstra, and Eric Spoelstra just shrugged it off like he looked at him like. You 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 blank hole. You know what I mean? He he, he didn't look at him, but he just had that face. He had that face because he didn't even turn around and acknowledge. He just took the bump and kept it going. So, with that being said, he you know um, he did a great job with them. Meaning Eric Spoelstra, how he handled it. Um, so much respect for that guy. Again, I have him in my top four, a uh, top five. I have him at number four. So, with that being said, he. Do these guys, do coaches, I mean, do uh, great players, uh, great teams need uh, a, a head coach, a good head coach, or do these guys? Because there is, there's a lot, if you look around the league and you look at, around, and on the, you know, the, the history of the game, and we're talking about the top coaches of all time, who did they coach? You know, who did they win with? Who did they win with? And you have some of these coaches who were great coaches, but they didn't win. Who did they coach and why didn't they win? Did they win championships? Things of that nature. So with that being said, e, my question is, do great, great players need a great coach in order to win? I, I think I think it's a, it's a balance of both. You need it because, I mean, if you look at, say, the 96 Bulls, that team was winning no matter who, who coached them. I mean, mm-hmm. that, just, that, that was it. But you had you had a Field Jackson who was able to again? A lot of coaching is managing personalities, and sometimes when you have certain players, it's hard to do. But then on the flip side of that, you take a guy like Popovich, who coached Timmy, and Timmy, from what we can see on TV, one of the most mild mannered dudes, you know, yeah. out there. And so you need you need Pop, you know, to be that motivation to get the best out of players. So I mean, I think the coach-player relationship is one that has to be cultivated over time, unless the player is just so exceptional, i.e., LeBron James, or Kobe Bryant, or Michael Jordan, where it can work instantly. But I, mm-hmm. I do think great players are going to be great players, no matter who they're coached by. But I think there are some mid-level exception players, some mediocre players, where great coaching brings out the best in them and makes them better. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I tend to agree with you there. But what I'm going to do, what we're going to do is we're going to grab a break because we have our guest here holding right now, um, Mr. Bernard Austin. Uh, 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 we're going to talk. He's going to talk um, the uh, the Kappa Casino uh, with Mr. E. Scott. Uh, so we're going to grab our first break here, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, uh, we're going to turn it over to Mr. E. Scott and uh, Mr. Austin as well. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned to Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel Reef, Master Killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K. Walker and E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. 
Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. And we are back. And again, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, before the break, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, uh, we were breaking down Game Seven of the Celtics and Heat. We're giving our thoughts and opinions on Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Spolstra, Mazzullo, all that good stuff. But right now, we got a, a, a great guest here, um, uh, Mr. Bernard Austin. With the, uh, the uh, he's going to talk with Mr. E Scott with the Capital Casino. Let me open up his mic here. Uh, so let's uh, give turn it over to Mr. E Scott. Mr. E Scott, take it away. Okay, well, let me tell you a little about this brother here. This brother right. here is a great dude, one, one of my favorite people in the world. This brother okay. here had the responsibility of bringing 16 guys together, 15 other guys with all different personalities, and making us run as one. This was my line captain, my line brother, number three, known to okay. the rest of the world as Bernard Austin. Inside Capital Alpha Fraternity, we call this brother Controlled Chaos. B.A., what's going on? <laughs> Look, I, I love that welcome, and I feel like I'm running for office. I need to get a campaign you together. I, I've been telling you that since day one. You are running, and I'm going to get you in there. <laughs> welcome, welcome, brother. Welcome. Thank, thank, you, for thank, taking you. The, thank you for taking the time, brother, for joining us. Yeah, B.A., we wanted, to have you on, man. we wanted to have you on, man, to talk about the casino, all the good things we're going to do, where the money's going to go, the time that people are going to have. Just we want to get the word out. Like I said, I had Sonic on last week. I had Deuce Club on the week before. We want to get you on, man, and, you know, just tell the people what they can expect from the brothers of Winter Park Chapter at Alpha Side Fraternity Incorporated. Thank you, one train. Both of you guys, thank you for having me on your podcast tonight for, you know, setting time out for me to come in and talk about this wonderful event that the Brothers of the Winter Park Alumni Chapter of Capital South Attorney Incorporated will be hosting its signature event, Casino Night. This event is open up to the public and will take place in the beautiful city of Winter Park, Florida, at the newly renovated Winter Park Event Center on June the 15th from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. That's Father's Day weekend. So we know a lot of people shop around at the last minute to get their fathers some gifts and stuff. Hey, bring your dad, bring your favorite uncle, bring your favorite cousin, bring your favorite brother, bring your favorite <laughs> friend, you know, before the Sunday dinner and everything out to enjoy this event, you know, and bring everybody to come out to try your luck on the evening of music, games, drinks, and prizes. And one thing that Eric talked about, where does the money go? What is the purpose of this event, and why is it so our signature event? This is one of the chapter's signature fundraising events that help benefit our award-winning capital program that focus on the needs and development of teenage males. So it's definitely for a good cause. So not only come out and have fun, but also contribute with your donation, with your tickets and everything to help us continue to do our work and developing the needs of teenage males throughout the community. So it's a very good cause. Now, let's get into the details of everything, because I know everybody's saying, like, you know, what's going what on at this event? VA, VA, yeah. what can the people expect? What can they expect? Yeah, what can VA, expect? Look, this is what you can expect. So this is a dress 
to impress event fellas. Fellas, go in that closet, pull out your flyest summer linen suit, and ladies, <laughs> put on that favorite summer dress for this event, man. It's going to be amazing, and you definitely want to arrive early. The reason why, because we have a VIP jazz happy hour. You know, summertime and jazz, festival and music, all that goes hand-to-hand. So come out early, participate in a happy hour, enjoy some great music. And then shortly after the VIP happy jazz hour, that's when the casino event is going to happen. And also, too, this VIP, you're going to have access to a full bar in our dirt. You know, what's an event without good food? and some great alcohol, some great drinks, and some great networking opportunities <laughs> with not only, you know, the brothers of the fraternity, but also people from the public as well. And then also, too, after all of that, when the casino has happened, if you enjoy driving on that floor, going out to the Hard Rock Casino, minus the traffic, just come on to Winter Park. Have a good time. We're going to have some of you guys' favorite games as far as roulette, crabs, poker, and so many more. And then at the end, you can cash in your chips for actual prizes, ladies and gentlemen. Like, this is not just an event just to get together. Yeah, just be doing that. We're actually going to have a casino night where you can actually cash in your prize. So, Scott, we got the happy hour where they can enjoy some um, nice jazz music and some nice herb and everything, right? Then we're going to have the casino where they can play games. Now, how, how can we end that night? We're going to end that night as we do all the nights. We're going to end it on a dance floor. DJ is going to be oh. there. So this is going to really be a three-part event, ladies and gentlemen, where you can actually come out, have a great time. We have various ticket uh, packages for you um, where you can actually go and you can do the VIP if you're interested in tables. If you're you and your friend, ladies, we know y'all don't like setting up in heels now. So, you know, to have that option so you can have your table and everything, get the table. You know, tables are selling very quickly and everything like that. And then you can have your package to for the VIP, and that's not only including the happy hours. At an event like this, you know you need that asset park. And so on the VIP um, Diamond Player Package ticket for $100, well, one hundred and four thousand twelve cents after taxes. So you know we got to pay the government. You know taxes is with everything. We got to pay taxes, but y'all got to do that. So you know you get your, you get a VIP parking space, and you get a hundred dollars worth of chips with the VIP wow. package. And there are other chips um, availability throughout the other packages as well. And for the business owners, for the community leaders, for anybody that's a part of an organization that likes to give back, again, this is one of our signature fundraising events that help with our award-winning capital leagues. We have sponsorship opportunities from platinum sponsorships, gold um, sponsorships, as well as the silver. You guys can find all of this information that I just went over on our great website, Winterpark Cappers, that's W-I-N-T-E-R-P-A-R-K-K-A-P-P-A-S dot com. Share with your friends. Like I say, this is Father's Day weekend. Don't don't have your father mm-hmm. sitting in the house. Not, 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 not on a Saturday night. Bring them out and everything like that. So that's the event. I want to thank you guys for, you know, sharing out some time for me to actually promote this event because we're going to have a great time. Again, it's open to the public, you guys. Let's do it. It's just summertime. Let's have a great time. 
Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something else that y'all, y'all probably don't know. B.A. is on our staff team. B.A. is someone of a K-Master, if you will. If you know anything okay. about the President of Cap Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, yes. we all carry yes. K's. Some of us twirl, or some of them twirl better than others because I don't twirl at all. But B.A. Got, <laughs> got the cane work going. He got the stroll. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure before the night is over, you will see the brothers of the Winter Park Alumni Chapter nice. of the Capital Alpha Fraternity Incorporated do a stroll. And B.A., who knows, he might even have his cane with him. <laughs> you never know. You you never know what this night of surprises may turn into. But one thing we do know for a fact, you need something to do that weekend, this is the place to be. This is the event. Like I say, we've opened up to the public for everybody. Come out, enjoy it. Let's enjoy great music. Let's enjoy great food. Let's network over drinks. And let's just embrace the beautiful city of Winter Park, you guys. Let's do that. Yeah, man, I want to thank you for coming. I just wanted to thank you for coming yeah. on and pr- promoting the event. You know, for um, with us, we gonna get some people out. We are gonna have a good time. Now, I don't know how much of the show you heard before while you were on hold, but um, before we let you go, I want to know who gonna win the championship, Nuggets or Heat, and then how many games? Woo! Okay, now see, I'm going. I don't know about the other people out there, but I'm a team sports fan, and this <laughs> NBA playoffs has been a disappointment to me. On so many different levels. I did not expect these two teams to make it to the finals, to be honest with you. I did. I, I really, truly would have hoped to see the Warriors again. I'm a, I'm a Steph Curry fan, so I ain't expecting to lose against the Lakers like that. But, you know, Miami's been doing great for the last two years. Let's just go ahead and put it out there. I'm not a Miami Heat fan, but Jimmy Butler, me being from Chicago, what he did while he was in Chicago, next to Derrick Rose. That, you know, so I am a fan of his, period. Denver? Oh, I mean, Denver has been very consistent over the years and everything like that. But if I had to put money, if I had to, Denver would be there again, I believe. I believe Denver will add a few more pieces and do everything. But I'm going to go with Miami Heat and who is that? I'm gonna try to get Chuck on to come on and talk mm-hmm. about it, man. And um, we're gonna promote it at the end of the show again, and then I will post, you know, tomorrow so the brothers can go back and listen to your segment. And man, like I said, appreciate you coming on, man. And as yeah, always, thank you, yeah, yo, yo, y'all have a good one. Thank you again. Thank you, right. Likewise, brother. All right. So appreciate you. All right, there, 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 there you have it, man. That's uh, that's, that's brother uh, Bernard Austin, man, and, uh, also known as uh, Controlled uh, Chaos. Controlled Chaos, man. That's yes. uh, if that's if, that, if that's not enough for you, ladies and gentlemen. That <laughs> you look it up what control Chaos is. I mean, that uh, that's a lot there, man. And I, and, I, and I definitely appreciate you bringing him on and him joining us and then giving that prediction that he gave for the NBA Finals, man. Not only did he make my night doing that, he also uh, led into a great segue. That was a great segue for our next topic there, man. But, uh, Eve, you want to um, continue to talk about that, uh, talk about the casino um the Let me ask you this, I'll E, because I'll I'm sorry. I'll wrap it at the end, I'll, I'll the end but, yeah, yeah, in the course, go ahead. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was going to ask uh, uh, Brother Bernard, but um, you know he got off real quick. But um, what I know you guys mentioned uh, the games and uh, at the casino. Um, what games in particular are there? Uh, a limited amount of games. What certain games are, are going to be uh, offered there? Like poker, uh, we roulette. Got poker, you we got craps. We got roulette, and okay. we got the fan favorite blackjack. Um, okay. Pretty much anything Ooh. you will find in the standard casino, except the slot okay. machine. We don't have any slot machine. That's my next but we, okay. but we do have we do have several crap tables, several blackjack tables, okay. poker, roulette, you know, all that. Okay. So you can come right, in that's my and uh, go ahead. No, no, no. Continue. Sorry, but. I so said we also gonna have an area. It's outside, I think, on the roof. You know, um, for the cigar smokers, like a little cigar okay. lounge, if you will. And again, when he mentioned with the tickets, with the uh, the hundred dollar ticket package, which is gonna be your best mm-hmm. bargain. It's a hundred dollars, hundred four dollars with taxes and fees. And what that includes, it gets you a VIP parking pass. It gets you open mm-hmm. bar for the entire night and um, hors d'oeuvres during the happy hour. Mm -hmm. And that's from 5 to 7 because the casino doesn't start until 7 o'clock. But with the VIP, you like you said, get there early because that includes the jazz happy hour. And then as soon as the jazz happy hour is over, we immediately open up the casino. Just If you just got a regular ticket, you come on in. We're going to push that to probably about 9, 9.30 or so. And then we're going to open up the dance floor. And, again, you know, you you will see the noops do their thing as always yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let me ask you you said that uh, it was um open bar all night now you said all night not just for the happy hour from five to seven Correct. right That's, with the hundred dollars okay yeah okay okay and then the five to seven is still you get the, the orders for five from five to seven right well, really, really until they run out. But you know, brothers can okay. eat. So. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So exactly. You okay. Know. Just want to yeah. clarify that. All right. And hey, let me ask you this, man. I mean, is there is there a spade tournament going to be played somewhere, or you, you that hasn't been set up, or you just can't talk about that? Or well, <laughs> I know there's going to be a they're, table they're, somewhere. There's going to be four top tables, and yes, there will be okay. deck. I think there will be decks of cards on the table if you want to play. I mean, it won't be like for prizes or anything, but you know, okay. you know, black folks gotcha. table with spades, and we don't yeah, need no, them. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Bragging saying. rights is enough. <laughs> so yeah, if, if you know you want to get your spade game on, you can. You uh, can do that because like the okay. table, all the tables will be four top tables, and so yeah, that right. that's something that you know it, it's gonna, it's going to be a good time. I mean, again, yeah, we're man, raising for money sure. for our award winning Kappa League. Yeah. You know, just trying to get people to come out and support. Like I said, um, brothers um, are encouraged to wear fly linen suits and and mm-hmm. K-Walk, I know you love a woman in a sundress. Who doesn't? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. No sense. So come on out, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen, and have a good time. That's June 17th, Winter Park uh, Event Center, newly renovated Winter Park Event Center mm-hmm. in Winter Park, Florida. Yeah, and we'll give that to you later, ladies and gentlemen, for our for our late listeners if they're coming in late, just getting off of work, tuning in. We'll give that to you at the end of the show as well. But it, it sounds great, man. It really does. Um, everything that um, you know you've been laying out for the last three weeks or so, plus on the uh, plus on your, uh, your 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 Facebook page as well, and on our show, man. And you have every you know the guys come on, and then it just gets it sounds better and better. Each and every guy that comes on, he it just sounds even more uh, fire. You know, I don't know if I'm old, too old to say that, but it sounds like it's going to be a, a great event nonetheless. Nonetheless. All right, E, 
let's get back on uh, on topic here, and then let's talk about um, real quick. Um, we're at seven forty-six. So let's talk about. I want to talk about the uh, game one. You you gave you um, asked uh, brother uh, brother Austin about the prediction. Um, give me your thoughts on, on game one e here. How do you, what can because right now we all know if you if you've been living under a rock and you're just you're you obviously if you listen to us you're a sports fan. Um, so we all know and and I'm a I'm a diehard Heat fan and I know it doesn't look good for my Heat. It really doesn't on paper. It doesn't look good for them. So with that being said, e what do the Heat? What can the Heat do? Um, to make this game interesting and also make it a two-parter, can that nine-day layoff for the Nuggets, um, you know, play a part in the, in the first game as far as it, you know, the Heat? Because the Heat are coming off of a, you know, two, three, uh, four-game, I mean, four-day layoff, I mean, four-day rest. Um, can they take advantage of that? Is it, uh, do you think it's rust over rest? Uh, what, what say you about that, that, that whole situation and how do you see game one playing out? Well, now, if you believe in momentum, you know, that game became momentum, then the Heat, the heat has, definitely has momentum. But I, I, I've been watching the Heat this entire playoffs, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm pulling for the Heat. I want the Heat to win. I want Jimmy Buckets to get a ring. But I don't look up and down that Heat roster, yeah. so uh, yeah. I don't see yeah. an answer for the Joker. I, I just don't see it. And I think Bam Adebayo is a tremendous player. Now, defensively, mm-hmm. he brings it every night. Offensively, I think he takes nights off. I don't know. I, I have no proof of that. Just the way he plays like he takes. Maybe. I don't know. He is not an answer for the Joker. Now, you're going to have to put – you're going to have to put um, Jimmy on um, um, Murray. I, right, I think okay. that, that to possibly – slow him down a little. But I just don't think Bam's going to be able to do anything with the Joker. Now, what I was looking at today, what I was trying to break down various scenarios, how the Heat mm-hmm. can pull this off. Bam's going to have to play out of his mind on the offensive end to at least tie the Joker down, slow the Joker down or something. Here's why the Heat are in the most trouble, in my opinion. When Joker start playing point center, because if you notice, that's what they did yeah. to the Lakers, and it completely took Street Clothes out of his game. Because Street mm-hmm. Clothes is not a—he's not a perimeter defender. Now he can guard your basket, he can slow the Joker down down low. But when Denver is the most dangerous, and when Joker is playing point center, and if he does that, that's going to pull Bam from under the basket, and I think he's going to be a deer in headlights out there on the perimeter against the Joker. Now, can Bam play perimeter defense? Yes, he can. But against mm-hmm. the Joker, that that's a whole different animal because you're talking about I call a Joker seven six seven one seven two seven. I think he's seven one seven or seven you, seven or seven one. Yeah, you're talking about a seven one point guard because he's very agile and he passes. He passes. He may be the best passing big man of all time. I mean, he just and and he and, he, and his game is just so slow. He's not. Flashy. I mean, he kind of loves you to sleep out there. But I think that's where they're most dangerous. I mean, because, again, like I told you before, I think the Lakers would have been better putting Tristan Thompson out there earlier than they did. I just don't know if if the Lakers – I mean, if, if Bam 
I mean, if, if the Heat, they have, if they have a Tristan Thompson over there, because we know it's not Kevin Love, and I think that's the next closest thing right. to a big man they got. The Joker <laughs> would eat Kevin Love alive. He may score 100 if you put Kevin Love out there. <laughs> so maybe man can slow him down, but when, when they go, and the Heat will go small. They already small, yeah. but when they go mm-hmm. small, yeah, they're going to be in a lot of trouble, okay, well. Yeah, I can't disagree with anything you said, man. And that's the scary part about the whole game for me as a, as a Heat fan. It's just like when you look at Joker and you just see that Bam is the biggest guy that they have, effective big man that they have. I mean, they have taller guys on the bench, but like you said, you know, they're just, they're just going to get eaten alive. It'll be a slower death for for Bam than it would be if you brought one of those other big guys off the bench. But like you mentioned, and I was going to say that, but you had actually brought it up that, you know, being Joker being a point center, you know, is actually – I think they're going to put Bam in that same situation. I think you're going to see Bam bring the ball up on, on Joker as well, and I think that Bam has to attack him. I know it's going to be hard, but you, you mentioned something, but you mentioned him being slow, meaning Joker. He plays slow. But it's not a, it's not an ugly slow. It's not a pretty slow. It's an effective slow, nonetheless. No matter how you want to look at it, it's effective. And I think that I think they can take advantage. Of it. I know I'm curious to see how Eric Spolster is going to dial this one up because no matter how you look at it, no matter how you slice it, it everything comes back to the, the 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 Nuggets being the favorite man. And then you know you you just can't. I mean you you want to count the 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 heat out. Everybody's been doing it since you know since round one, but I don't know how they're going to get over this one, man. I you know I didn't see how they were going to get over the Bucks, the the Knicks I wasn't so concerned about because I just you know the Knicks are the Knicks, and the way that they played against the Bucks I just felt like you know meaning the Heat I just felt like you know they were just a better team in that in that uh, that series, and of course what happened with the uh, with the Celtics, but this is a different animal. This is a different tree to climb, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. I think that. Eric Spolster is going to be um, the key here, man. If you can get and they, if they can find a way to win Game One, you know, hopefully they can take advantage of the rust if there's any there. If there's any there, I'm not going to call it momentum e because it's a different game. So now you got to adjust differently. <laughs> you got to adjust differently. So hopefully some of that rust will come into play, and then the, the uh, he can take advantage of that. Still one and. Um, you know, and, and see what it, where it goes. Because if they could still win in Denver, um, then you know a lot of confidence is going to be a lot more confidence is going to be instilled in these guys. But yeah, I'm going to go with you. I'm still with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen. And you know, as much as you know, Jimmy Butler talks and, my, and you know, you know, says that you know how confident he sounds and how confident I feel. I still think that the the, the Nuggets are a better team, and I think they they will take uh, game one. I'm just calling calling it game one. All right, E. We mentioned these guys, man. We mentioned we mentioned the the, uh, the game one. We mentioned all of those guys. We mentioned Joker, Bam, Jimmy, Murray. Now, give me your top five, man. If you had a, a starting five between these two teams, you know you can have all five Nuggets. You can have all five Heat. You can have a mixture. Who would your your starting five uh, be um, for this particular uh, 2023 NBA Finals? <laughs> Well, for sure, the top three that we definitely started, we definitely started mm-hmm. Joker, we definitely started Jimmy, and we definitely started Murray. Now, from mm-hmm. there, the pieces become a little interchangeable. Um, right. I don't know if I start Bam. He would definitely get some runs. Um, 
I would actually start your boy uh, Caleb Martin too. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. as, as because Caleb Martin is sneaky good. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know how much of his story. Well, you're a Heat fan, so I know you know the story. But as you know, yeah. I don't know how much of the story you know. He was actually, you know, um, booted up. Him and his brother booted up out of North Carolina State. They went to Nevada to end up playing. Yep. Um, he signed with Charlotte. Charlotte waved him. I mean, it was just. You know, they they mm-hmm. the NBA had pretty much given up on him, but he's good friends with J. Cole and um Ron yeah. Butler, I think it is, and they made uh-huh. a call on his behalf, yeah. and he ends up Good with call. the Heat. And mm-hmm. now, don't get me wrong, Leslie, Jimmy Butler played an excellent uh, Eastern yeah. Conference Finals, and I think he deserved that Larry Bird trophy he got. But that's automatically going to go to the best player in the series on the winning team. But you can mm-hmm. make an argument yeah. that Caleb Martin should have got the MVP for the West, for the Eastern Conference Finals. And I don't even think mm-hmm. Jimmy would have been mad at that. Because if you that's notice, Jimmy, Jimmy deferred to him a lot yeah. because when Jimmy was off, but that's what a good teammate does. Hey, man, if I'm off and you on, we're going to go to you. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I would start him. So I got I got Caleb Martin. I got Jimmy. Up front, I got the Joker. I got Murray. Uh, probably Michael Porter Jr. would probably be my other one that I, w- I would run okay. out there to run it back. Okay. Just because, you know, um, th- th- he's an underrated player too. He's hurt a lot, mm. but when healthy, he- he's quite a baller as-, as well. Yeah, I-, I can't argue with that. He uh, by by any stretch. And and ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what the uh, the voting was, Caleb Martin was it was five four in favor of Jimmy uh, Jimmy Butler over Caleb Martin for the MV- uh, Eastern Conference MV- uh, Finals MVP. So yeah, I, you know, I, I, there would have been no argument for me. I I thought that he would probably. He may have gotten it, but I think Jimmy Butler's, you know, performance is 28. It's quiet. It seemed like it was a quiet 28 to me, to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. But Caleb Martin, the way he played in game seven, it seemed like he scored a lot more than he actually did because he was hitting big-time shots and in, in, in big-time moments. And Jimmy Butler, like you mentioned, you know, he, he – you know, he deferred to, to Caleb Martin, you know, and like you mentioned as well, you, you, you alluded to, you know, that's what great ladies, leaders do. They delegate. You know, they say, listen, man, you know, it's not my night or, you know, these guys are focused more on me. You know, you take the helm on, on this one and, and do what you do. So, yeah, I agree with you there, E. Now, I, I went with um, my starting five, E. I, I did put Caleb Martin in there. I did put him in there, but where I put him at, I put him at the small forward. I put him at the small forward. I know with the Heat, he plays power forward, but I see him more as a, 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 a small forward. So I slid him at the small forward. I put Jimmy at the shooting guard. I did put Bam at the power forward. Then, of course, I put Jokic at the center, and I went Jamal Murray at, at, the, at, the, uh, at, the, at the point guard. So I went with Jamal Murray, Jimmy Butler, Caleb Martin, Bam out of Bayou, and uh, and Jokic. Now, ladies and gentlemen, last night I had it differently. I had it. I was on another show. I'm on another show, The Sideline Speaks, which you catch on Tuesday nights, live on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, all that good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Sideline Speaks. I actually had Tyler Hero at my number two e because he will be eligible to play. I mean, he will be available to play. I'm not eligible, but he will be available to play. 
but the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? He hasn't really played, so not, let me not not let me not start him. I said, let me just slide Jimmy to the to the two guard. Because last night I had Jamal Murray, Tyler Hero, uh, Jimmy Butler, Bam, and 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 uh, and Jokic. But I was convinced that you know I can't leave Martin out. I can't leave Martin out. So uh, good stuff there, you good stuff. All right, last basketball topic here. E. Um, before we dive into some NFL talk and then we get into our segment, is Nick Nurse was hired by the uh, by the Philadelphia 76ers after firing uh, Doc Rivers. So they went from a doc to a nurse. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, so with that being said, E, um, is Nick Nurse um, a good fit for uh, for the Sixers, and how successful do you see them being under uh, under his tutelage? <clears throat> well, I mean, I mean, I, I think. I think he can do okay over there because I think Nurse, he was one of them that I think was, you know, prematurely fired, both him and your boy in, um, in Phoenix. Because I, I do really think you should have gave Monty Money Williams mm-hmm. at least two mm-hmm. years with, with a, a full season yes, with KD. But, but Nick Nurse, if he can manage the personalities, because here's the problem he's going to run into, James Harden. I don't think he's going to have yeah. so much of an issue with Embiid. But mm-hmm. James Harden, I mean, now, if they brought in Nick Nurse and then they keep Dale Morey around, because that's James's boy, they may be okay. But if they roll if they roll Dale Morey up out of the paint, yeah, <laughs> I think that takes James Harden. Because James Harden, he's one of those guys, he's a great regular season player, but he can't seem to get you over the hump. And, unfortunately, this year, all that weight fell on Doc's shoulders when I think more of it should have actually went to James. But, I mean, Nurse's biggest job over there is going to be managing personalities. Personally, I thought right. that would have been a great job for Monty Williams. But, yeah. you know, they, 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 they wanted Nurse. They got a Nurse. Like you said, they went from a doctor to a nurse. So we just <laughs> right now we had a, we're at a wait-and-see kind of thing. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. And I agree with you there, man. I thought Monty Williams would be the perfect fit for, you know, for that situation. But, again, we have to wait to see what James Harden is going to do there. But I like Nick Nurse. I, I mean, any, anyone who hires Nick Nurse is not going to go wrong with that. I mean, that's a great hire, you know, with that great team. I mean, I don't think a great team, if James Harden stays, it would be a great team, and you pick up some other pieces. Uh, you know, I don't know how how long you ride with Tobias Harris. I, I just think that that guy is overpaid right now. He's not living up to the uh, the life of that contract, man. So, but um, no, you guys still got, of course, the MVP and Joel Embiid. You know, again, we don't know what James, uh, James Harden is going to do. Uh, you know, Tyrese Maxey, um, young kid Reed. I really like him. He, he comes off the bench, but I really like him um, as well. Don't know what they're gonna do with, uh, you know, with old uh, PJ Tucker. I think maybe something either he comes off the bench or they move on from him. Um, I just don't think he has it anymore. Um, but I think they're gonna make the right moves, you know, as far as bringing the right pieces in there for sure. But nonetheless, they made a great move, and Philly always seems to be doing something that just irritates me because it's a great, it's always a great move that they they make there, whether it be the Sixers or whether it be the Eagles. Um, they always make a great move. But nonetheless, great hire by the, uh, the Philadelphia organization, the Sixers organization, by bringing in Nick Nurse uh, for sure. So we'll we'll see, um, you know, what they'll build around him or what pieces they'll bring in for sure. All right, e, let's switch gears here, man, a little bit here. Uh, one of the big uh, 
surprise. I don't want to call it a surprise, but I guess it is a surprise. But one of the big news is in, out of the NFL is DeAndre Hopkins was let go by the Arizona Cardinals. Um, one here, a I mean, is it a mistake for uh, for for releasing him? And two, um, you know, where will he sign? And three, why would the Cardinals just release him and not get any type of compensation back from him, whether it be a two or three or four or five, anything back from him? And then not only that, they're now hit with a $20 million uh, cap, uh, cap hit as well. But what say you about all that, Nick? See, that was my immediate question. So the first place my mind went is help. There must be mm-hmm. something health-wise that we don't mm-hmm. know about to eat a $20 million hit. Because let's just say he was a locker room problem. Now, I've never mm-hmm. heard of him being a locker room problem. There, there's no evidence of that. But I'm just saying, let's say, hypothetically speaking, let's say he's a locker room problem, and that's the reason they got rid of him. Well, he's still a tremendous mm-hmm. football caliber. So if it was only a locker room issue, him and the coach didn't get along with it whatever, you can get rid of him. Somebody else will take him, and you can get something back, even if it's like a late-round pick. Like if you only get a six-round for him, you get something for him. But to just let him walk out the door, you get nothing for him, and you take a $20 million cap hit. Again, I haven't done any reporting on this. I don't have any sources. I don't know. But my immediate thought is there's got to be something health-wise that, you know, due to HIPAA statutes, they won't let out. Because, you know, <laughs> you can't knowingly trade a lemon to another team. I mean, you know, just, just you know, that, 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 mm-hmm. that's just something you can't do. So that's where my mind went, K-Wall. Well, I'm thinking health-wise, there's got to be something wrong with this dude that, that we don't know about that may come out later. Because, again, if he was just a with given his level of talent, if he was just a problem yeah. for the team, they didn't like him, you unload him and you get something for him. But when you let him walk mm-hmm. and take a $20 million hit, yeah, that, that, that leads me to believe that, yeah, he, he got a hyper-extended pinky finger. I don't know, something going on <laughs> over there. He said a hyper extended pinky finger. They taking a twenty million hit. The heck hey, I'm thinking right there. He, he can't go, Kevin. He, he he's not hurt. He's injured. Yeah, he can't go. <laughs> oh, good stuff there. All right, E. So with that being uh, said, someone's going to pick him up. Someone's going to take a chance on him. Someone's going to you know sign him to a deal and obviously go through the uh, the physical. If he passed the physical, you know. Everything is uh, G to G. Everything is good to go. But uh, where do you see him signing, and what's the best fit for him uh, as well? Well, I know he came out with a list of quarterbacks he wanted to play for. I mean, mm-hmm. but he, 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 he named the top dudes that every receiver out there would have said. He said Mahomes, uh, right. uh, Lamar, right. I think um, mm-hmm. your, your, your boy in San Diego. Oh yeah, the, oh, he oh, wanted to be Justin with Deshaun Herbert, Herbert and mm-hmm. um, the Buffalo. I mean, he named the top guys, but um, yeah. right now, if he if he can pass a physical, mm-hmm. uh, I I think I think the Ravens would be a good move for him. You got uh, OBJ on one side, and you got mm-hmm. D Hop on the other side. But again, mm-hmm. both both of those dudes I think are injured. I mean. 
I think the commanders, the commanders were, were I think they were saying the commanders were in the race, but I don't even know who oh, quarterbacking wow. over there. Um, so, but right now, I think Sam I'm Howell, saying, Sam Howell, yeah, I, 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 like I just said, I don't know who quarterbacking over there. I have no <laughs> idea who that is. Uh, but you know me, I'm here for the super team, so I'd like to mm-hmm. see him with the Ravens. I would like, I mean, I, me personally, I never saw the Deshaun Watson hype. And this is this is not mm-hmm. counting the off the field stuff. I don't think he's mm-hmm. a bad quarterback, but I don't think he's a two hundred million dollar quarterback. I mean, I, I didn't see that. But again, he was mm-hmm. in Houston. Now him and DeAndre Hopkins did great things in Houston, but I mean, mm-hmm. two hundred million. So, and and I don't think Cleveland is, is a D hop away, you know, from from doing right. anything. And it seems like D hop wants to play with a great guy who would make a Super Bowl run. Uh, he yeah. can stand in Ohio and go play with Joe Burrow and be opposite Jamar Chase if that's what he wants Oof, to do. But right up. now, I'm going to say I think um, the Ravens will be the best landing spot for him. You, you know what? He, I, I like that one, too, because, you know, as you guys know, you know, you're a long-time listeners, man. I'm, you know, I'm a big-time Lamar Jackson fan uh, for sure. And I've been saying – you know, from time and time that uh, Lamar is just, you know, weapons away from being that guy. You know, you know, you pay him, which they obviously they they, they ultimately did. They brought in uh, OBJ. They drafted Zay Flowers, the uh, the young receiver um, out of Boston College. And if you bring a D Hop in there as well, man, I mean the sky is limit. Uh, the sky is the limit for for for, for Lamar Jackson and, and the Ravens organization. So if you can find some way to bring D Hop in there, I think that you know that, that that's that's a really good look. I don't want to see him go to to Patch. I mean to to uh, to Kansas City. I'm sick, I'm sick of seeing the, the rich get richer, if you will. Kind of like the Philadelphia Eagles, man. I'm sick of those teams just getting richer and richer. You know, they seem like they always pull the right trigger at the right time, and and it's it's just it just bothers me as a 49er fan. It, it bothers me for obvious reasons. Um, it's the last two teams that we lost in the you know with the, the Chiefs we lost. Oh, we, I know we lost to the Rams, but the Chiefs we lost in the Super Bowl last year. We lost to the, the Eagles in the uh, NFC Championship. But all right, I'll digress, ladies and gentlemen. But nonetheless, I think it's um you know it's a it's a good look for him to to go to the Ravens. I think that's a good spot for him. I think it's a weapon that they need. It's a weapon that Lamar Jackson uh, needs as well. They have a new uh, they have a new. Um, uh, a new offensive coordinator uh, who believes in, in, in Lamar Jackson, who says that he's going to open up the playbook for Lamar Jackson. So if you constantly bring in weapons like they've done, they brought in you know two solid weapons, you know a vet and a rookie. And, you know they they can coincide. The rookie obviously is going to learn from that vet. But if you bring in D Hop uh, along with uh, with uh, OBJ and you know with that young rookie as well, uh, then then you know then you got something there. Especially with the, uh, um, especially with you know that defense, and you have Mark Andrews at the tight end as well. So that's going to be uh, <clears throat> that's going to be a good look. So um, D Hop, if you're listening, Lamar, if you're listening, you know, you know, give give that brother a shout out, man. Give that brother a call and say, you know, let's let's you know bring it down to you know bring it to be more, man, and, and let's see, you know, you know how much we can uh, we can do here. Uh, but uh, great stuff uh, nonetheless. E. Um, one more quarterback here, man, and it's Jimmy G, man. Jimmy G's in the news. Um, before we get into our segments, I just want to just touch on this just a little bit. 
We got Jimmy G, who's uh, ladies and gentlemen, who's uh, who signed he signed the, the the big deal with the uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders. It's come out and say you know he had um, foot surgery, um, you know after signing with the uh, you know with the uh, the Raiders. Uh, apparently, the Raiders have a clause there where they can you know they, you know there's a waiver there. There's a waiver clause in there if uh, if Jimmy Garoppolo fails a uh, you know uh, fails a uh, a, a uh, physical. You know, coming off of that uh, that foot injury, we know he, he suffered that, you know, uh, in Miami with the 49ers, uh, missed the rest of the season. Uh, from what I'm hearing, he could have played in the NFC Championship. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I won't go into that because it's, it's a story for another day or, or, or a rant, I should say, for another day. But nonetheless, um, he's in the position right now where they, the Raiders could possibly void his contract. E, do you see them doing that? And if they do, uh, if they do void that contract, where does that leave Jimmy G? Okay, I just learned about this earlier today. That there's a clause mm-hmm. in his contract that they can pretty mm-hmm. much roll him up out of there at any yeah. time. Now, mm-hmm. your boy Thomas Aloysius Brady has bought <laughs> part ownership in what is mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Aces, I think it is, the basketball team, and they said yeah. the WNBA team, and they said yeah. it's 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 some um, – he's trying to get some ownership into the Raiders. And they're mm-hmm. saying that all of this is rumors and speculation, <clears throat> but the deal in Vegas could be similar to the deal that he was trying to do in Miami. Well, he'll get an ownership <clears throat> stake in the team, he's going to come and he's going to play. I just find it very interesting that the Raiders wow. will put a clause in the contract saying, hey, dog, we can roll you up out of here at any time. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I don't think I signed that deal. I mean, I'm yeah, just, I, I, mean I, I, I don't think I take that deal. Not when I'm at my career, at, at the point in my career where Jimmy G is, and I know he got to mm-hmm. be like, man, this Tom Brady dude again, he got me fired out of <laughs> New England, and now he's he, he he, he coming, I'm sick of him. But, yeah. I I do think if they roll him up out of there, he will get picked up somewhere. But he may be, at this point in his career, he may be destined for a backup role. I don't, unless another guy gets hurt, I just don't think you bring in a Jimmy G and he competes for the job and wins it, given the current state of quarterbacks who are in the league now. There may be one yeah. or two teams he can go in and do. But for the, and this is not an indictment on his talent. I'm simply saying right. where we are in the league right now, most teams have their guy. I mean, they just they that they do, because right. like we thought the Raiders had their guy, and hell, we thought it was him. But if he's not their guy, yeah, I I, I don't know where he can realistically go and compete. For, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Tampa. I mean, there there may be one or two spots out there. Yeah. But, yeah, but if, if the Raiders do wave him. Yeah, it might be time to look into broadcasting because they say your boy Tom yeah. is thinking about turning down this three hundred and seventy-five yeah, million to broadcast. Well. Yeah. They say he has absolutely mm-hmm. no interest in it. Okay, well, mm-hmm. I ain't never had three hundred seventy-five million dollars. I may never <laughs> get three hundred seventy-five million dollars. But if you give me a choice, if you want to pay me, let's say two hundred million to play football, or three seventy-five mm-hmm. to broadcast. I'm going to do this broadcasting, dog. I mean, because I don't have nobody. In broadcasting, 
I don't have anybody on the other side of the ball literally trying to hurt me on every right. play. And broadcast, yeah, you just want to hurt my feelings. You might tweet some bad stuff at me. You don't like my takes, whatever, whatever. But we're talking about $375 million or right. go play football. Have you lost your mind? Hey, man, come get this media money. Seriously. Seriously, to talk about what you know, <laughs> what you know better. Exactly. On, I'm looking for that every day. I'm looking for that all day, every day, <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> so, yeah, good stuff there, e. All right, that's the, uh, that's the end of our, uh, our our sports talk there, man, uh, for sure. E, let's, uh, let's do this. Let's go into our um, one ticket. Uh, we're going to take a pause. We're going to get into our one ticket segment, and then we're going to get into our uh, K-Walk and E. Scott Cares uh, segment for sure. And then, of course, E. Scott's entertainment segment at the at the end. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Stay on your toes, ladies and gentlemen. One ticket is coming right your way. <laughs> points, ended the game on that three-point shot, 
after uh, after announcing uh, his retirement after contracting the HIV virus or HIV, I should say. The West won 153 to 113. One ticket. What are you using that for? You need me to repeat them? Or are you uh, good? No, no, I got. I, well, I got my answer. Okay. Um, okay. All of these seem to be pretty good, but this one's mm-hmm. taking on kind of a no-brainer for me. I'm going to okay. see the Dream Team. I mean, the Dream Team, okay. in my opinion, okay. the Dream Team is the greatest team ever yeah. assembled. Yeah. And if I got a chance to see those guys yeah. play, I mean, whether it be Croatia, I mean, I know when because Mike told mm-hmm. Mike told Scotty, you get it the first half, I got it the second because <laughs> they set out to embarrass this dude, which they did. Be it that game or any game that the Dream Team played, yeah, if I only mm-hmm. got one ticket, that's the game that I want to see. Yeah, and, and again, I presented this. Uh, I presented this uh, one ticket on another show as well, and uh, my my, uh, my co-host Jason. He went. I think he went with the Leitner versus Kentucky there. But I also went again. I'm staying consistent because I believe you know that NBA. I mean that that gold medal game in Barcelona, Dream Team. I remember back then, ladies and gentlemen, pay per view was like you had to be like. You had to have it. I mean, if you didn't, if you didn't have pay per view, and pay per view is not like it was like it is today. Pay per view was like hard to get. It was like hard to get. You had to find someone who had parents that had a little bit of money you know, <laughs> that was willing to, willing to, you know, pay for it and have the friends over. I remember my buddy, my my, my buddy Sandy had it. We were all sitting there watching that game. So yeah, I'm gonna go with you there. Yeah, I would have loved to been. Um, in uh, in attendance for for that one is sure uh, for sure, uh, especially with Scotty Pippen and, and, and MJ going at their uh, their their future uh, team at the time Tony Kukoc. So uh, good stuff there. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's take another pause. It's, it's time for our, our new segment here, ladies and gentlemen. Again, um, if you heard it last week, uh, or if you heard it for the last two weeks, uh, then you know what it's about. Um, if you're a new listener, it's called. E. Scott, I mean, K. Walking E. Scott cares when no one else cares. And what it's about, ladies and gentlemen, we have someone who writes in, gives us um, a situation that they're in, and they want us to give them advice on how they should handle this particular situation. So stay tuned on that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to give our best advice. And E, uh, when you, you'll hear it. You'll hear E's uh, disclaimer <laughs> when we go back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, Sports Hub with K. Walking E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. gentlemen welcome back uh we just want to let you know the thoughts and opinions you hear of those of k walk and e scott and nobody else and this information is for entertainment purposes only 
Kayak, I think we got a good one this week. We finally got a letter from a brother. Previously, we'd only been getting letters from females. So, hey, brothers, write in. Um, we, we're here to help you. Um, females, continue to write in. We can help you because, remember, Kayak and these got care if don't nobody else care. This was something sure. like this for Kayak. Dear Kayak and these got I recently went on a date with a female I met online. We conversated for about three weeks before we decided to meet in person. We decided to meet at the venue instead of me picking her up, and she doesn't know me, and this is the safest way to do things, to which I have no issue with. I arrived at the restaurant a few minutes before her. She comes in, and she looks exactly like her pictures, which I was extremely pleased with. As she approached the table, I stood up to greet her with a hug. I was immediately rebuffed with extreme prejudice and got the friendship handshake. I understood that she doesn't know me and might not be comfortable with physical contact. Cool. We sat down to dinner, and I attempted to make small talk. I mean, you know, polite, casual conversation. She wasn't very engaging. Her body language was very negative, and she made no effort to engage. She kept checking her. She kept checking her phone. In my mind, I'm like, "Cool, let's just have a nice meal and charge this one to the game." A little about me. I'm about six three, 195 pounds, in excellent physical shape. Yes, I do have a six pack. Clean shaven, low haircut, with absolutely no baldness. All in all, I'm what others would consider an attractive guy. Throughout the evening, even though we were not a match, I try to keep things upbeat, which she has absolutely no intent, it has no interest in. We order dinner, a couple of appetizers, two entrees, and I get a dessert to go, as she didn't want anything else. The check comes, and she attempts to pay half, which I really appreciated, but I waver off and pay the entire bill. When the server comes to get the bill, I hand them my American Express black card. Pay the bill, and we start to leave. As we are walking out, I notice her mood has become slightly more warm and welcoming. I was I just assumed she was just glad to leave and didn't think much of it. We go outside, and she orders an Uber. Me, being the gentleman, I wait for her wait with her until her Uber arrives. In the interim, the valet brings my car around, 2023 Bentley Coupe. Her eyes light up, and she says, that you? I smile and say, yes. Her attitude does not totally change. She's like, what you about to get into? I'm like, just roll to the crib, you know, watch some sports center. She's like, what area of town do you live in? I was like, I'm out in Greenwich. In Greenwich. That's a very high-end neighborhood in Connecticut. She's like, you want some company? All of a sudden, it clicks in my mind. What's really going on? What really is going on here? The entire evening, she had absolutely no interest in me. And then when she comes to the conclusion that I might have some wealth, she's not ready to come home with me. I make up an excuse as to why I can't tonight, but left the door open for a future encounter. Young me would have taken her back to the house and let nature run its course. However, I'm old and wiser now. My question is, should I continue to communicate with her or now knowing what I know, what she's really about, should I just keep it moving? I feel like I have an angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other, both giving me advice. I'm not sure what the move is here. K-Walk and East Scott, please help. Sign. Baby was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot man. Yeah. I'm a, um, yeah. 
I'm going to let you go ahead, and I hear you say we oh, got okay. Jay on the line, because I had yeah. several people get back to me last week said that mm-hmm. Jay gave the best advice, and you can't walk to know what the hell y'all talking about. <laughs> so we want we want more Jay, because he was at least reasonable last week. Hey, I, I, I hey. told him that that was hurtful on my part and yours, K-Walk. But, yeah, go ahead and unpack what you got here. Oh, that's quite all right, man. I, I mean, I think this is, you know, a no-brainer, and, and I want to hear from those, uh, you know, those uh, those critics as well after this one. But, yeah, my, my thing is here, man, I mean, three three weeks prior to the meeting, they had a conversation. They were conversating, I believe, correct? So, yeah. I mean, I don't understand. When you talk to someone, you immediately ask, you know, what, you, know you want to get to know, you know, who they are, what they're about, what they do for a living, where they reside. Did that conversation not take place? Did, did none of these topics come up during that three-week period? I don't understand that uh, for sure. But um, if it didn't, let's just say argument's sake, it didn't. I, I don't know who has the conversation. You meet someone online, and you don't want to know what they do for a living, um, and, you know, you come into the restaurant, um, still meeting. Get it? I granted you want to, you know, you meet in a, in a, in a restaurant, in a public place. Um, I mean, that's a safe way to go. But if I'm meeting someone, I mean, if you if you meet online, if you meet at the library, if you meet, you know, at church, whatever, you, you're going to ask them what they do for a living. You're going to ask them where they live. You're going to ask them all that those, those, you know, those pertinent questions, if you will. And I put an air quotes up when I say that, ladies and gentlemen. Well, when you sit down and you see this guy and, you know, he said he's uh, an, an attractive guy, um, so I, I, it, it bothers me with this one, E. This, this one really bothers me because I don't know how that conversation took place prior to the meeting, okay? So they just didn't know each other. They just met online three weeks talking, and they don't know uh, anything about one another. So and, and anyway, with that being said, he, he sits down, and then, you know, she showed her hand when he showed his card. So we all know what, what that was about. We all know what that was about. She is. And uh, in, my, in my Kanye uh, voice, um, I'm not saying she's a gold digger, but you know the rest, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know the song. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm not going to repeat that. But uh, with that being said, man, I mean, yeah, she showed her hand, man. So to answer your question, um, baby was fine, is that, um, man, you know what she's about. She Again, she showed her hand, you know, she, her whole demeanor changed, you know, when you showed your black card and you showed your 2023 Bentley Coupe. So you knew immediately which, what she's about. And, again, I don't know how that, that didn't come up in the conversation three weeks prior. She was like that. If she's like that, if she's a gold digger, why didn't she ask those questions so she wouldn't waste her time going to this restaurant? This is the part that baffles me. So with that being said, brother, you know what she's about. So, um, you know, it's up to you. Do you like? Do you prefer women like this? So if you prefer women like this, then continue on with it, man. And, you know, you know, you said your younger days you would have let nature take its course. We all know what that means. But you're older and wiser. What does that really mean? So if you're older and wiser, and you know what it's about, so now you have to ask yourself, you know, do I want to proceed with this? Are you still into women like that? <clears throat> so, and, and, and I understand 100% where you're coming from, okay, Wall, but I looked at it a, just slightly different. I peeled back a couple layers of the onion, if you will. My question was, as always, what is he not telling me here? I get all what he's telling me, but my question is, what's wrong with you? Okay, you drive a 23-bedroom coupe, you live out in a very affluent neighborhood, you got an American Express black car. Why are you online, you right? You, Why are you, you, online? Say, you, say, you say you handsome, <laughs> you say you got this six-pack, you work out, you all that, and all, why you ain't got a mate? How old are you? 
I mean, I mean, what's going on here? Why isn't there a woman that you're like, well, I'm not opposed to online dating. Maybe, you know, you just hadn't found the right one and you are here. But why, it shouldn't be that difficult for you. And, I mean, so that leads me to believe you online looking for other things. And, hey, she was ready to serve up other things. So, I mean, I I, I think you should, hey, went on and did what you do. But if that's not what you want, obviously you see what she's about. I don't think you should continue to communicate with her because, you know, you can't make them into a housewife. If they're going to be what they're going to be, they're going to be what they're going to be. Now, if you're looking for just, you know, thrills and giggles, she offered that already. You turned it down. And if it's you're looking for something though. else, yeah, if, 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 if you're looking for something else, I say, hey, brother, you know, keep it moving, keep looking. So, yeah, my 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 advice would be take a look within, right back to Kay Walker and these guys, and tell us the rest of this, because it's obviously you left some stuff out. But I'm going to say, yeah, just keep it moving. Yeah, I want to know what happened. I want to know what that conversation, that three-week conversation was about. What did they talk about prior to them meeting up in the uh, in the restaurant? What took place? You know, why? What was what was so interesting that she wanted to meet him, and and likewise, and vice versa. But uh, Jay, you know, uh, you you gave some great advice. A lot of people said that you gave some great advice last week. Hearing this letter, Jay, what say you? Man, this is an interesting one, man, but. I think the brother's question was, like, what should he do, right? Like, how should he proceed? And I feel like, man, like, now that all the cards are on the table, he's really in a no-lose situation. Like, it's not going to hurt him if he he just wants to hang out with this person a little bit more, go out on some dates, get to know. Like, I I, I think now that all the cards on the table – there's no deception there, right? So if he wants to hang out, have a good time, go ahead and do that. You, you've you already got her figured out. So really, to me, all the power is in his hands. He's holding all the cards because he's already got her figured out. So if he's just looking for somebody to hang out with, have a good time, fine. Go ahead and do that. If you're looking for a life partner, if you're looking for a wife, now, that might be something completely different. You might want to go in a different direction. But if you just want to hang out, have some fun, kick it with somebody, why not? Because to be honest, like when you're in his situation, obviously lives in a fluent neighborhood, driving the Bentley, I would say a lot of the women that you come across are going to have that same exact reaction, to be honest. So if you're just looking to hang out, She's probably just as good as the next one. If you're looking for a wife, you probably want to go in a different direction. Yeah, I mean, great advice there, Jay. I still want to know what happened. What, what happened that three week period? What, what, what the conversation was like? And you know, right, what, man, maybe maybe he was like holding his cards close to his vest. Like maybe he didn't want to say, like, I drive a Bentley, I got a great job, I live in a big. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he was like trying to keep him, that right? close okay. just to okay. see what she was like. You know, okay. you never know. I, I can see that. Yeah, I, I can see that. I want to know what he said. As I said, I want to know what that conversation was like. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, we don't stop there. We have a uh, we 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 we're gonna have someone give advice from a female's perspective. All right, we Uh-oh. have uh, uh, Ivy on. <laughs> we have uh, Miss Ivy on, and um, uh, E Scott. I'll let you take it away. I know uh, you're you're familiar with Miss Ivy, so I'll let you take it away. <clears throat> 
So, yeah, when, when, when we got this letter, K-Walk, I sent it over to you. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted, you know, and I know me and you, we two dudes, and I wanted a female perspective. So I, I gave her a copy of the letter, and I wanted to have mm-hmm. her on so she could school us men on how, what we, how we should <laughs> and what we should be looking for. So, um, Ivy, welcome to the show. And please Thank give you so us your, break, your breakdown and critique of what's really going on here. Hey there, and thanks for having me on. But I don't know that I think any differently from you dudes. I'll tell you why. Most of my girlfriends say, you think just like a dude. I've got three brothers. So I don't, you know, I'm like, <laughs> Stick like a bear. I'm, Stick yeah, like a bear. pretty well. Not that Steve Harvey <laughs> foolishness, but I, okay, I think okay. I really do. Yeah. But I'm kind of yeah. like you, K-Walk. It's like, what conversations did you have over the last three weeks? Because I can get rid of a dude in like five minutes. Because right. I'm going to ask a few questions, and I already know if I'm going to dinner with you. So, again, I'm like you. I'm I'm totally baffled. If he's as fine as he said he is, what was it that she wasn't attracted to? I personally have met fine guys, but he might not even smell right. I don't like the phone, you know. <laughs> He tell us about his teeth, did he smile, did he have gold teeth? I'm just saying, well, yeah, I mean, I've met guys, they fine until they take the hat off. They fine until they smile. I mean, so I know this sounds crazy, and you know, but it's really reality. We can always talk about, oh, how nice somebody is, but it's still that, that first perception, and you can't unring a wrong bell once you see it. So. I, I don't know how much I'm, help I'm going to be, but I would send her shipping. I would, you know, send her off. I, I've got nothing else to, to go on because I think, and you don't have to say it, she's a gold digger because if all of those things mm-hmm. changed as she saw the progression of, oh, a black card, oh, a Bentley, oh, oh, what you doing? And like, uh-uh. Right. I wouldn't have, I'd have left her waiting for her Uber. See, that's how I roll. <laughs> and I might have gave her a little pocket change just for you to get, tip your Uber guy. So we need mm-hmm. we need to get this person to follow up. Um, but I'm like you also. If you all this affluent, you gotta have somebody at work. Do you want to have play friends? I have play friends. Eric's my play friend. Hey, let's go out, dude. You know, mm-hmm. and and we love each other. That's the same. So I like mm-hmm. don't know if I can help, but I think we're all on the same page with this one. There's more to this than 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 we've been told. Exactly. Great point. Great stuff there, Ivy. So so appreciate you for that. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> no, also, yeah, while, while we have Ivy on, okay, well, she did call me this week and called us mm-hmm. out for last week on our Lamar okay. um, Lamar Ravens commentary. She's a big-time Ravens fan, and, you know, last okay. week we reported that Lamar wasn't at camp, and she told us to stay in our lane. Well, no, we're talking about that Lamar was at camp and OBJ wasn't the one that was there. So she needs a formal apology from you. I already capitulated so exactly. and apologized. Okay. okay. Look at so y'all need to do was... your updates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that information was given to me, Ivy. So I apologize. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big-time Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar Jackson fan, Lamar Demetrius Jackson. That's how much of a fan that I am. And and each mm-hmm. guy will tell you that. So I, I apologize. I apologize if we uh, – if we, uh, provided them this, uh, the, the wrong information. Yeah, I, I sure. didn't hear it because I certainly would have called okay. in to set the record straight. Um, but there was a point when none of them were there. And okay. then the day that Lamar returned, he actually did a presser. I'm like, okay, so y'all, before you go, y'all need to talk before you come on and start talking about my nope. team. 
<laughs> took that personal off. We apologize for that, Miss Ivy. Okay. I apologize right. for that, Miss Ivy. So, okay. so I, retract, yeah. I retract that, ladies and gentlemen. I'll make sure we'll <laughs> have our facts straight before we report it. <laughs> yes, yes, that, that meeting before you come online. But, yeah, this is cool. I listen um, more often probably than I even uh, let Eric know, but I really enjoy okay, wow. um, all of your your conversations and all the nice. segments. I don't participate, but I'm I'm usually listening because trivia and well, all that stuff. I'm not good at it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. But thanks for having right. me on. Well, thank you for for coming coming on on and and providing your commentary, Mm -hmm. and um, I will speak with you later. All right. Have a good night, guys. All right. You as well. Thank you so much. All right. (laughs) All right. That was Miss Ivy. Good stuff there, man. Uh, Great segment there, uh, E, and um, so happy that we were able to get a a female's perspective and uh, seemed like we redeemed ourselves a little bit there, E, uh, other than the Lamar Jackson conversation coming. uh, (laughs) But as far as the uh, E. Scott, I mean, Kelly Walk and E. Scott Karras segment, it looks like we redeemed ourselves there. So she was on board with us there. So good stuff there. So ladies and gentlemen, Keep those letters coming, man. Keep those letters coming. Again, we are, it's just not just E. Scott. We well, we E. K. Walk and E. Scott cares, but we're gonna we're gonna add some. You know, you know, Jason uh, Jason Collins is going you know come in when he can, and then we're gonna have female perspectives. We're gonna have it for both sides. So um, this is gonna grow, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna make it uh, you know a lot hotter than it has been. It's been very successful from what I'm hearing. So uh, good stuff. All right. So with that being said, uh, let's uh, let's turn it over to Mr. E. Scott. So we're gonna take a quick pause here, ladies and gentlemen, and ladies and gentlemen, if you don't already know, this is the East Scott segment. Stay on your toes, and like Ivy said, it's trivia, so, you know, no Googling allowed, <laughs> so it looks like it's going to be me and Jay back-to-back, and see, Jay's going to try to redeem himself from, from last week, man. Don't know what the topics are, ladies and gentlemen, first and foremost. With that being said, uh, Sports Talk with Kay Walk and East Scott, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Be right back. Uh, <laughs> how you do that, dip? How you do that death, New Orleans, Baton Rouge? How you do that death, Lafayette, St. Charles? How you do that death, Shreveport, Mississippi? How you do that death, Alabama, Atlanta? How you do that death, Florida, Arkansas? How you do that death? Who that? They want to do that. Run up with the Hey, ladies and gentlemen, so we got one for you tonight. Um, we're kind of up against the clock, so we got a short one for you hey, tonight. Hey, hold, hold, hey, hold on real quick, real quick. Oh, okay. Somebody left the gate open. Somebody left the gate open. I don't know if it was you or me, but we got <laughs> Mr. Special K on the line right here, man. Mr. Special K, I don't know if, what was going on, brother. How you doing this evening? Thanks so much for joining us. I'm good, man. I'm good. How's everybody? Long time hey, no here. Man. Yeah, we heard from you in a quick minute. I thought them people they got you. Hey, no, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, man. Just you know, life happens. You know what I'm saying? It was been been a little tired up past couple weeks. All right. Oh, you don't mean that figuratively, but nonetheless, let's uh, (laughs) let's dive into that, bro. Go ahead, well, well, welcome back. So we got a short one for you tonight. We only got 16 of them on the board, but we got general trivia. And now, you know, Jay being a teacher, I think he might have a slight advantage over, over y'all I'm tonight. Done. I'm done. So, I'm tapping out. So my, my money is on Jay tonight. But, um, you were last week's winner, and, and, and so we're going to start with you. And then followed by Jay, and then we're going to bring you on, Special K. We got 16 of them on the board. 
three daily doubles as always, and it's just random trivia. KY, All right, yeah. Uh, I'll start with number one as always, brother. Number one, who is credited with inventing the telephone? Oh, wow. Alexander Graham Bell, final answer. That is correct. Jay. Woo. Okay, I need to... General I'll trivia. take number two. I'll take number two. Number two, how often are the Olympic Games held? Every, oh, every four years, final answer. That is correct. That's okay. Let's keep it going. What you got? Uh, give me 13 as usual. And number 13, <laughs> daily double. <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> you can risk up to 10 points. How many do you want to risk? 10. All 10. <laughs> what president is on the $2 bill? Ooh. 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 Oh, I know that. You know, two. <sighs> Damn. Um, yeah. No. I'm going to go with Theodore Roosevelt. Find an answer. That is Theodore Rome. It is actually Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson. So that, puts you in, that puts you in the whole cat. Damn, but you got plenty of time to make it up. Okay, uh, what? We've got for you. All right, give me number eight. Sorry, Jay. Number eight. How many <laughs> elements are on the periodic table? Holy boy, my least favorite subject. Um, <laughs> um, oh my God, where, where was I? Where was I? Chemistry teacher's name, Jay? Uh, um, I can't think of his name, but I'm sure I see him in my mind. Yep. Um, I I have no idea. I'm going to say, oh my God, twenty. Final answer. I don't know. Nah, Jay, it rolls over to you. How many elements are on the periodic table? I think it's I think it's a lot more than that. I think it's something like a hundred and twenty. I'm gonna say a hundred and twenty. Oh wow! Final answer. Close, but. Close with no cigar. Special K, do you know how many on there? I know it's over 100, but I ain't sure, so I'm going to take a shot at 102. Uh, it was 118. Jay, you were oh, close. Damn. Oh, oh. Oh. Jay, I knew it was over 100. I just wasn't sure. Yeah, K-Y said right. 20. I, he probably misunderstood yeah. the question, so we, we no, never pick on him. I, just, I never know. Yeah, pick on me. Pick on me. By all means. All right, give me number three. Give me number three. Uh, number three. On a standard traffic light, where is the green light? Top, bottom, middle. The green. It's on the bottom. Final answer. That is correct. Green is on the bottom. Special K. Uh, K dropped off, man, so I don't know. If, oh, he's back. Hold on. He's back. Let me bring him back on. Yo. Oh, go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. We got you. Okay, go ahead with the number. 11. Number 11. What color is a Granny Smith apple? Red and yellow. Hot ass. <laughs> that, 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 is, that, is, that is wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jay, rolls, no, K-Walk, it rolls over to you. Uh, 
Do you need a specific color, or do you just need the, the, the basic? Color? <laughs> I, I, because yeah, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a gray. I don't know what that means. Green, green. Okay, green. All right, green. Is that surprise green? Yes. Green is the answer okay. the staff put down. Right. I, I don't know what else we would have accepted there. But yeah, green, green is the correct answer. Uh, I think it's back yeah, to K. Walk, right? It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. Oh, yeah, sorry, K. Walk. K. Walk. Yeah. Give me number. Let me see. Sixteen. One six. Number 16, who is on the $10 bill? Hamilton, final answer. <clears throat> that is correct. It was yeah, Hamilton. Double money. <laughs> Jay, we owe you now. All right, give me number four. Number four, what is the closest planet to the sun? Oh. Mercury, final answer. Yeah, that, that, is, yes, that is correct, Mercury. Uh, so it's okay. Where are you? There's still two daily doubles out there. Let me get um twelve. Number twelve. How many colors are in the rainbow? Come on, man. Uh nine. Final answer. Incorrect. K O mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I I know this. There's seven final answers. That is correct. Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, green, indigo, blue, and violet. Roy G. Biv, that is correct. Uh, K-Walk, where are you? All right, give me number 15, one five. <clears throat> number 15, who is on the $20 bill? Uh, 20. I, I, I'd be a money man, right? $20 bill is uh, Herschel Walter. It goes... <laughs> it goes. Hold on, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to get it in my head. It goes five Lincoln, ten Hamilton, Jefferson. Final answer. That is incorrect. It rolls over to J. Jefferson was on the two dollar bill. Nah, it's it's a J, but it ain't Jefferson. It's a uh, Jackson. I Jackson. Andrew that's Jackson. Yeah, Jay. That's, that's what I got. Yeah. It is Andrew said that. that is correct. Jay, we on you, man. All right, give me number five. Number five, Daily Double. <laughs> Jay, you got 5, 10, 15, 20. K-Walk has 5, 10, 15, 20. So the special K is in the negatives. So, uh, hey, man. Stop picking on me. <laughs> you, you, I used to watch Herschel Walker. How many do you want to risk, Jay? I'm playing, this, I'm playing the win tonight. I'm only going to risk five. Okay, I thought you were going to double down. But okay, for five points. What planet has the icy rings? Icy rings? Oh, really? Uh, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. Um, I'm going to... Mercury, Venus, Icy? So, I'm assuming they're going for the... uh, Okay, because to be specific... I, all the outer planets do have rings, but the famous one is Saturn. So I'm just going to go Saturn. <laughs> Saturn, <laughs> Saturn, Saturn, like, what is they doing? Saturn was what the, what the staff was looking for. Saturn is correct. Uh, Jay okay. had me rethinking my planets. No, I, it's funny because this is part of my curriculum. They all actually do have rings, but we just can't see them. But we could talk about that some other time. <laughs> <laughs> see, I tell you, Jay going to do well with this one. And educated, ladies and gentlemen. Special <laughs> so, K. Yo, let me get 14. 
Number 14. What is the world's most expensive spice by weight? If you watch Food Network, you'll probably know this. Expensive spice by weight? I have no idea. It is is the most expensive spice. I've never personally cooked with it. It costs too much. I have no idea what an expensive spice would be. Um, so I'm going to go with mustard seed. Fine answer. <laughs> that, is inc- that is incorrect. Uh, okay, well. Yeah, I was just watching this the other day because my wife watched cooking shows. Saffron, Final Answer. That is correct. It is saffron. I'm just watching uh, it. Okay, well, we owe you. All right. There's another Daily Double out there, right? Give me number seven. Give me my quarterback. Number seven. What is the fourth letter in the Greek alphabet? Huh. Uh, I, hell, I ain't know they had the alphabet. Um, <laughs> what? Um, that's, uh, hold on, it's alpha, beta, delta, final answer. That is correct. It goes alpha, beta, gamma, delta, whoa, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta, iota, kappa, alpha, psi, tilde, day I die, lambda, mu, nu, zi, omu, kumpa, rho, sigma, tau, epsilon, phi, chi, psi, never be a man. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that that that's all of it. You say you didn't know they had they all of them, Jay, we all you. All right, give me number six. Number six, number six. How many ghosts are in the game, Pac-Man? I, oh, I think it's four or five. Um, I must yeah. say four. Final answer. Four is the correct answer. We got out yeah. of the game. Now, special no, game. You can get yourself out of the negatives here. Uh, there is one daily double left, and you need it. <laughs> Let me hey, see. Man. What's up? Let me see what's up. You got nine and ten, number, right? Nine and ten. Nine, oh, nine and ten. There's only two left. Yeah. One of them is the daily double. Well, let me get number nine, then. Nina Ross. Daily double. Yeah. <laughs> I'm risking it all. Have well, you you can only have negative ten. You can risk up to ten and then you to an even zero. Your turn. Where is the strongest muscle on the human body located? The strongest muscle on the human body? Correct. Where is it located? I think I know it. That's in your mouth. That's that's calm. Yep. Final answer? That is incorrect. So you're not negative twenty, but it is the mouth, but it's the jaw. The jaw is the human body. The last clue, K. Walk. Let me see. You got K. Walk got five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Jay has five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. So, K. this is for the game because if you miss it, it rolls for it all. Jay. So we're all for it all. All right. Let's what is the tallest type of tree? Uh, oh. All right, I'm just guessing here. Tallest type of tree. I want to say um, 
I know this, man. It's down south. Uh, not down south, but uh, Red, Redwood? Oak? Oak or Redwood? It's one of us. Ah, I'm flipping the coin here. Redwood or Oak? Redwood, final answer. That is correct. Hey, Redwood. Jay, Jay, that was all we do too, man. My money was on you, Jay. You almost had him. But I you think what? I, I, I died at a thousand tonight. I didn't miss a question, so I, no, I don't even feel bad about either. this one. No, I should lose. <laughs> I should lose points for saying there's 20 elements in the. In our, <laughs> but I'm about to say, Jay, one of the reasons you lost is because Spencer K was so terrible, and all his roles. <laughs> I should have went big on the daily double. I I played the daily double too. Yeah, too that, that's that's what yeah, I, I was gonna say. Yeah, if you because when you said you were playing to win, I thought you were gonna say play them all. If you didn't yeah. that, yeah, you would have locked it up. But yeah, man, that 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 was good stuff. Um, that that's all I have there. K-Walk, I see we got a few minutes left. Since we got the guys mm-hmm. on, what I wanted to talk about real quick, you know, time okay. being, what y'all think about Scottie Pippen? Scottie Pippen has come out and said Michael Jordan is a terrible basketball player. Now, here's what I'm saying. No matter where you stand on the GOAT debate, be it Mike, be it LeBron, be it Kareem, be it Magic, be it hell, even Stephen Curry, whoever you say. There's no way you can fix your mouth to say that Michael Jeffrey Jordan is a terrible basketball player. That's all like you salty because uh, Mike's son beating the brakes off your ex-wife. I mean, he was the dude in the letter. And so he he took a hold and he let that that dude run his sword. Because there's no way you can fix your mouth to say Michael Jeffrey Jordan is a terrible basketball player, even if he's not your GOAT. I just want to see what you guys thought about that. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, did he say Michael George or did he say Marcus George? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, man, I, I think that he he's really uh, upset about that whole situation, man. Where you know his son is dating his his ex wife, man. So that has a lot to do with it. He's being petty pip right now, petty pippin. So um, yeah, for him to say that and then what? Sometime back uh, when the whole goat conversation took place he was all talking about um mj being this guy being the goat being you know the greatest of all time and all of a sudden he went from him being the goat to him being a terrible basketball player you know come on pit man uh that's too petty even uh even for you bro i, I get it man your, your, your ego is hurt you know you're not looking like a man right now because of everything you know that took place right now i get it but you know fall back on that one pit. please fall back on that one Go ahead, Jay. Uh, I think he's a clown, man. He looks like a clown. And I think he's like, Scottie Pippen is a heck of a basketball player. Okay, well, you, I think you yeah. have him in your starting five yeah. all time. As, as a basketball and, player. As a basketball yeah, player. Yeah, and then to me, like, when you go out and say these things, like, you just yeah. look foolish. Like, there is no measure. I don't care if you like Mike, you hate Mike, yeah. whatever. He was your rival. Even Isaiah Thomas wouldn't say that. I mean, so there's just no measure where you could say Michael's a terrible <laughs> basketball player. That's just stupid. So he just he looks yeah. he looks like he, a guy that is just hurting 
that he looks foolish, yeah. and in some way, I think it's hurting his legacy a little bit because yeah. like, for me, like I'm done with Scottie Pippen. I don't care. Like what Scottie yeah. Pippen says, like for me, I'm done with him completely because he looks foolish, man. So it's okay. Sorry. I think he's stupid, man. Like, Well, let me back that up. I don't want to call him stupid, but that's a stupid comment. Mm-hmm. That's a very yeah. stupid comment. I think I think he's being sensitive. But I didn't hear it in context. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything can be taken out of context. But, I mean, just on the surface, um, that's a that's a very, very stupid context, uh, co- comment, um, especially yeah. when you were the one in 1995, they held your shoe up to the camera with the come here sign. Something so to come back, if come was, back, right? Yeah. If if you was if he was so horrible, why were you asking him to come back? Well, yeah. let me put so, it so you give you a little context. What Pip said was, well, Mike wasn't a team player. He played ISO ball and one on one until he got there. Now, once he got to Chicago and Mike started playing within the constraints of the team, that's when he was good. He said, but before then, Mike was terrible because Pip did say he doesn't believe there's a GOAT because basketball is a team sport, so no one person can be the GOAT. So that gives you a little context. Yeah, still stupid comment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's still still stupid. I mean, you know, I think it's what Jay, Jay and K. Walt was saying, I, and, and you. I think it's because, you know, his son is, is beating up his ex. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, you know, he physically, he, he boxing beating up. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, that's yeah, got to hurt. So I, what? <laughs> 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 he used to be, he used to be autistic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It used to be awesome. Yeah. Now, look, at, look at this. Like, what yeah. was it? Um, uh, Kevin, I said, look at this. Somebody come look at this. Somebody come look at this. <laughs> and I think that's what it really is. <laughs> Scotty's hurt. The last dance hurt him. You know what I'm saying? They painted him in a, a bad – they painted a bad picture of Scotty in the last dance. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But, man, just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Go on back to Arkansas and do what you do. Because in no context is Michael Jordan a terrible basketball player. Again, he might not be your GOAT. He might not even be in your top 10. He might not even be in your top 20. That's because that's that's crazy if you don't have him in your top 20. But there's no way you can say he's a terrible basketball player. That is just asinine and ludicrous. Well, K-Walk, I see we we up against the clock. We run out of time. Before you give your closing statement, I just want to remind Mm -hmm. everybody, June 17th, Father's Day weekend, Winter Park Event Center, uh, uh, Winter Park Alumni Chapter, Cap Outside Fraternity Incorporated. We will be having our annual casino night. Come on out and have a good time, food, fun, drinks, prizes. Hope to see you there. Okay, good stuff, good stuff there, guys. Check that out for sure, for sure. All right, um, as I do, I always want to give you guys something before we leave. And this is for the the, uh, the students uh, that are out there, they're graduating, moving on to uh, new endeavors, whether you're graduating from um, kindergarten, middle school, I mean elementary, middle school, high school, college, what have you. I want to leave you with this. It's for you too, Jay, for the teachers out there who don't get enough respect and love as well. Uh, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. All right, for myself, Kay Walk, and E. Scott, 
for Sports Talk with K. Walker and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. God willing, we'll talk to you next week. And you don't stop, keep, keep it on, keep it on, keep, keep it on. You don't stop, keep, keep it on, keep, keep it on. Where the party at?